Six Reasons Why He Stopped Chasing You. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, Magtasio Man, expert, married eight years to my husband, Brody. Let's go ahead and dive right into the six reasons why he stopped chasing you. Number six is the other over self conundrum. So what happens is we have this story that however we treat other people, that's how we get treated back. However, nothing could be further from the truth when it comes to dating because the quality of men that you attract into your life is directly proportional to the relationship you have to yourself. So if in dating you actually put the other person first, you focused on the man, you read every wish of his lips, you even started to abandon yourself, right? You even like skipped your whatever it is, your yoga class, your Pilates class, your dance class, um, your painting class, whatever it is, right? Um, in order to spend more time with him, all of that could really have led to that he stopped chasing you because you're actually teaching him, hey, it's more important to focus on him than on you, right? So he's like, oh, let me focus more on myself. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, she's focusing more on me. However, if you focus more on yourself, then what you get in return, that same energetic match, right? Like that man is actually feeling, oh, this woman is investing in herself. She's focusing on herself. And so therefore, I better invest in her as well, right? I better initiate. I better like chase her, you know? I better pursue her. I better come up with some great fun ideas, right? To ask her out. And of course, where this comes from, the other was self-conundrum, is usually women who have at least an emotionally unavailable parent. And then because of that, they actually learned, oh, you know what? If I at least like pay some attention like to my dad, then maybe, you know, maybe he's going to throw me a crumb, right? If I just pay, make the other person's needs more important, then maybe at some point my needs will be important as well. See, this is the logic of the little girl. That's how little girls work, right? That's how little kids work. They think like that. They're like, okay, just let me try this piece and let me try be more patient. And let me, you know, if I'm the little helper, then I get the approval from the other person. However, this is a slippery slope because now you're training your nervous system that there's so much pleasure in focusing on the other person and so much pain on focusing on yourself. Now, unfortunately, that can easily translate in dating to him stop chasing you. So we have to actually switch it and actually like make sure that you feel a lot of pleasure when you're focusing on yourself. You're actually getting connected to your needs, actually connected to what you really want, right? And expressing that accordingly. Now, number five is the disrespect Dilemma. And this goes along really closely to what I just shared, right? Which is actually like you are disrespecting yourself. So let's say you hang out with the man and let's say you make self-deprecating um, humorous comments about yourself. Now, this can be funny like here or there, but if you do it all the time, right? And you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm such a blondie. I'm such a, you know, like you hand the man a resume, how to treat you how to relate to you, how to think about you, how to feel about you. And he's like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Am I making a good decision? Because this woman is clearly not a, like a queen. She's clearly not the prize because she's putting herself down all the time. She's basically making me feel like I'm, I'm an idiot to, for dating her. You know what I mean? Like, why would I date someone who thinks so low of herself? 
and has such a low self-value, right? So a king will actually like stop chasing you because he's like going to be like, well, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life trying to convince her to respect herself. That's like, that's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Um, or if you like say, you know, first you have a statement, you have a need, and then you're back off from that. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're actually not taking your emotions that seriously, you know, but you're communicating to the man, like you're disrespecting yourself. You're not putting yourself first. What you think, what you say, what you do, it's not an alignment. And so therefore, he also loses trust inside of yourself, in, in yourself, right? So, and that makes him also back off and reconsider if it's really a wise decision to continue to pursue you. Number four is low alignment quotient. And so when I say alignment, right, again, it's really about like you being who you are. So when you show up on a date, were you really who you are? Or as time goes on, he actually finds out, oh, you're actually much more harsh than you let on. Like maybe you were all playful and fun and joyful and light in the first couple of days. And out of a sudden, you're like super serious and going to a masculine all the time. And you're super controlling and anxious and all the things, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. However, it's incongruent. Right? So he's like, wait a minute. So who are you? You know, I just had a client of mine tell me that a man literally told her that. She's like, well, you're so sweet on the phone. But then like when I talk to you, you know what I mean? There's this whole other masculine side that's coming out. Right? So when that happens, he also stops chasing you because again, it's incongruent. Right? He's like, who am I dating? And why is she hiding from me? Like what's what's going on? And of course, the reason why you do that, you're not doing that to mislead him. You're not doing, of course not. You're doing that because you simply think like for one, you need to best put your best foot forward. However, it is simply a coping mechanism. And because of that, you can't sustain it. So as time goes on, as more intimacy builds, as more trust builds, right? All those facades, all those masks, all those ways of being that we have to be liked and to feel safe are going to start falling away and he's going to see who you really are. So what you want to learn is always sprinkle in a couple of things, who you really are from the get-go, right? So that's what it, that's what true vulnerability actually really is. Because so many women always ask me, well, Angie, so are you telling me I'm supposed to share with him the deepest, darkest secrets? Like, is that what you mean with like being vulnerable on the first set? I'm like, no, that's not what I mean by that, right? But what I mean by that is like, if you feel insecure, like, hey, I feel a little nervous, you know, a little excited, Let's, you know what I mean? Like a little nervous. It's so sweet. And it goes such a long way because then when there's like another insecure part coming out, he's like, oh my gosh, like I, I thought this was so endearing from day one, right? I feel like I'm really connecting to you. Number three is if you have any tension resistance. You see what happens in the beginning of dating, there's something that, that's called tension that builds. And because of that, like what happens is we are actually resisting tension because we're scared, right? It's the unknown. It's like, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know if I let go of that tension, if it's just going to backfire. So to give you an example, let's say you say something to a man. Let's say you make an even a compliment. Let's say you're attracted to him. I used to actually do that. You know, I, I, I told one man, that I went on a date with, that I was attracted to him. So an incredible amount of tension built, okay? And 
but I was able to hold that tension so he could actually respond back to me in a positive way. However, when you can't hold the tension, what you do is you laugh it off because shame is coming in, right? And your shame shield is going to get activated. So you're either going to laugh it off. It's like just joking, you know, it's just, you know, I don't mean it. You know what I mean? You try to soften it. You try to deny it, right? You try to make fun of it. While in reality, it feels like uncomfortable, right? But I'm like, this is what I'm feeling and this is how I, and that's what I did. And because of that, the man actually responded back to me in an equally emotionally available way, which was incredible. And we had the best time. And I drove home, felt like really honored, really connected, lots of trust towards this man and authenticity. Number two is power play. Now, if you have any unconscious situations going on with men, right, in general, like if you feel like, you know, my dad was always overpowering me, so I need to overpower him, right? Like I need to emasculate men. I need to cut them off. You know what I mean? I need to show them where the hammer hangs because otherwise they're going to abuse me, which oftentimes is the case when you have an abusive parent. It can also be if you had a narcissistic parent, particularly when we're looking more into narcissistic dad, a lot of those power plays can come up, right? Because it's like, basically it's either you or me. One of us gets overpowered. One of us is going to get like massively disadvantaged here. And it's certainly not going to be me because there was so much pain and I felt so hopeless and helpless and powerless in those moments when I was a child. So therefore, now in dating, I make sure, you know, that I'm throwing some little condescending comments towards you, right? And, you know, I compare you maybe to other men, right? Or, you know, all those little different things. So um, because that way I make sure, you know, I'm in power, okay? And it's so interesting. I even saw like someone I know um, even like had like this meme um, on her story and she thought it was like hilarious, right? Like how there was like this lioness that was like basically um, getting like super aggressive with the man. And so that's what so many women do, right? They get like, they get like really like sort of condescending um, and aggressive and emasculating towards men because they want to protect themselves. I get why. I'm just saying why he stopped chasing you, right? So if you found yourself, look, I made little comments like that with my husband. For example, I would say, you know, I'm on here, boy, the better half of Brody. It's so subtle, right? And of course, my husband, the king that he is, immediately called me out on it. Not okay, set boundaries, right? I'm like, I totally apologize, right? But I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly the script that my mom handed me, right? She always said, you need to keep man on a leash. You know what I mean? You always need to make like little stabby comments, things like that. So look a little bit into your past and see where that has been handed over to you, right? You felt like, you know, I need to be condescending, overpowering the man because otherwise I'm going to be the one who gets abuse in the end. Number one is the other shoe syndrome. Now, what that means is when things get really good, right, we can oftentimes have this fear of like, oh my gosh, it's not going to last, right? It's just a matter of time until the shoe, the other shoe is going to drop, right? And it's just a matter of time until I find out that he's actually married, you know? It's just a matter of time until he finds out um, that I'm actually not worthy, you know? It's just a matter of time, fill in the blank. So when you have that, you tr- literally have a parts conflict inside of yourself, And that's, of course, not good news because that means you're like consistently sending mixed signals to a man. And he doesn't know why, but he's like, why do I feel like she's one foot in and one foot out? Like, why do I feel like she's not really that committed? You know, why do I feel like she says something with her words, but then 
Like she has an upward inflection or, you know, her tone of voice doesn't sound grounded. It sounds like she's questioning things. It's it's incongruent to how she talks, right? So when that happens, also we can like act like, can start acting like really funny, even like a bitch. We can even push the man away to test him, all of these things, right? So again, it could be a particular reason why he stopped chasing you because you have secretly inside of yourself this fear that the other shoe is gonna drop. Now, if you haven't yet, make sure to take my free love quiz to get the relationship you want fast to getlovequiz.com or simply click the link in the description as well. And of course, if you haven't done so already, watch next the five signs Amanda P. loves and adores you by simply clicking the link below. Lots of love, ladies. I'll talk to you in the next video. Bye-bye.